Welcome to Present Company, the Netflix podcast that brings you dynamic conversations with exceptional people behind your favorite series, films, documentaries, and specials. I'm your host, Krista Smith. For years, I was Vanity Fair's ambassador to Hollywood, interviewing countless actors as well as creatives and authorities across the spectrum. My passion is talent, any form of it. How do you know you have it? How do you cultivate it? How do you protect it? And also, I want to get to the heart of what drives it. On this podcast, I'll be talking to people in Hollywood and far beyond. Thank you for joining me. Well, if you're like me and you're completely obsessed with the phenomenon that is shadow and bone, you're in the right place because the young Brit breakout, Jessie Mae Lee, joins the show to talk about all of it, how she landed the part of Alina Starkov, how her personal experience helped her relate to the character, and how acting has helped her navigate the challenging moments in her life. She's a total delight, no surprise, such great company and so thoughtful. You're going to love every minute of this interview. So get comfortable. Here's the young actress everyone is talking about, Jessie Mae Lee. Well, first of all, congratulations on landing the lead in Shadow and Bone and being absolutely spectacular in this series, which I know had to have been challenging. I mean, you're pretty much, uh, you are the lead of this. The whole story is centered around you, which in and of itself is thrilling to have a female uh, lead kind of running the show in sci-fi, which isn't normally the case. But could you just talk to me about, um, you know, coming into playing Alina Starkoff uh, and how that <laughs> how that came your way, how that came Jesse's way? How that came my way? Well, it came through my agents. Um, I was working at the time and I had, it was around that time when loads of things come through. And um, I remember going through a couple of scenes with, um, I was doing a play and my, my friend who was sharing a dressing room with, we went through all of the auditions. And I remember looking at the sides for Shadow and Bone. It was very different. Everything else was kind of modern and, you know, dramas and stuff. And I was like, oh, this this sounds really cool. Um, and we did the scene and I remember feeling really emotional. And I was like, that that's really important. You know, the fact that I felt connected to this character already. Um, and I didn't really know that much about it. I had heard of the books um, prior to, to acting. I used to work as a, a teaching support assistant. Um, so some of my students, they were all secondary school, secondary school students. Um, some of them had read the book. So I didn't know what they were. And I did, but I didn't know they were doing this like worldwide search for the part. I'm glad that I didn't, because I think that would have made me probably really nervous. But yeah, so I went along to audition and just felt like it went really well. And then, yeah, just had a couple of auditions after that and then got the job, which was, you know, I think I got the phone call and just swore an awful lot for about five yeah. minutes. <laughs> When when you when you saw the sides, did you have the instinct to like for this an audition like this? Because I know with young actors, most often it's no, right? Ninety percent of the time, you're you're going up to to do the job that's going to go to someone else, right? So, as an actor, how do you prepare for for that? For you, did you really research, or did you just stick to what the sides were and kind of say, oh, whatever, it's meant to be? Like, how's your approach? Yeah, I think that's the for any actor. I think. Learning that it's quite often, it's not you, like it's not your talent that's the problem. It can just be like, you're, you just don't fit exactly what 
you know, they had in mind, which is a lesson that, you know, I had to learn because, you know, when I first started out, I get rejected from things and, oh no, I'm rubbish. I should give up. But actually a lot of the time, you know, they, you don't know why that, they're, you know, why they're not going to choose you. So essentially you've just got to do the best you can. And if they like it, they like it. And I think having that mindset is really important because then I think you can relax and just go, okay, this is my interpretation of this. You may like it, you may not. And if you don't like it, I won't get the job and that's okay. So I try and approach everything like that. I think it then makes for more interesting work because you're not thinking what do you want to see? It's more like, this is what I'm going to show you. And what what spoke to you so much about this character of Alina? She's really brave, but also spends a lot of time being scared. And she's really powerful, but she's also very gentle. And there was a lot, lots of those kind of juxtapositions that, I mean, speak juxtapositions that I really liked because she, that she felt very like whole and like a quite a complex real person. And, you know, then given the fact that they'd given her this backstory of being mixed race and having, you know, grown up in a country where, you know, she's essentially shunned because she doesn't look right and how that would affect her. And despite her innate sort of strength, like how, how is life going to beat her down and how is she going to be downtrodden and things? And, but still, you know, we still want to be able to like sense this power that we see in her from the beginning. So it was just a really, it, it felt like quite a challenging role in lots of ways and, one that would, you know, call for lots of like delicate work that I, I really wanted to get in there. So yeah, I just found her really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And some of the experiences were ones that I really felt that I'd had as well. Mm. Can you talk about that a little bit? Like what from your own life did you bring into the character? Because so much of actors, it is the essence, a little bit of themselves that become yeah. the character. And um, I think certainly because in lots of ways, I'd say I'm very different from Alina um and but then there were so many similarities like you know the whole thing with her having grown up and not really felt like she belonged like I totally went through that especially when I was younger because you know I grew up in a predominantly white area predominantly white school and I was very much always you know like my my Chinese friend Jessie and which was great and I lapped that up and I really you know played up to it and I used to give it all the like badly pronounced Cantonese to impress everyone and all that kind of thing. But always felt like kind of different. And then with my family and my, you know, Asian friends, I was very, very English. And I think that feeling of just like, you're always kind of not fitting in, no matter how much you try, that, you know, that's quite a, a, a deep feeling that you kind of, it, it plays into everything that you do. And I think, I wanted her to have that and I wanted her to have, you know, she really, really, really wants to belong and she really wants to trust people, but she doesn't at first and people really have to win her over. And then so you see characters like Jenya, for example, who, you know, is someone who she sort of immediately trusts um, and we see her being wary and stuff. And I think bringing that element of okay, how are you going to react to me? And how are you going to, are you going to listen to my story and all that kind of thing? Um, definitely does come from a part of, of me and what I felt like growing up. Mm. 
Well, I think so much of the strength of this series is one is the world is so intricate. It's layer upon layer upon layer upon layer. You're not passively watching this. You have to dig in because there's so there's turns and corners and the way it all weaves together is just incredible and so satisfying. You're just like all in. Yeah. And one of the one of the um, dynamics I love is one you had with um, Archie. Renault, right? Like who plays Mal. And Mm -hmm. I love that that story, I love the way that story progresses throughout the series. And what was that? So I'm going to ask you, because the two of you obviously are orphans together. You're both of mixed race. You've both been cast out by the way you look, but there's this bond. And it's seemingly that she's kind of taken care of by him but in reality it's it's a very even relationship in terms of what what she how she takes care of him and and vice versa but can you just talk about that relationship and working with Archie and what was that like I mean I just remember when I was doing the chemistry reads for Mal and I'd met a bunch of actors who were up for Mal and they were all so nice and really talented but there was just something not quite quite right about the scenes we were doing and then I think the last one I saw was Archie and he just sort of comes in, oh, you're right, I'm Archie. And everyone just sort of just smiled. And and I just thought, I don't know what it is, but that is it. Um, and we sat down, we did the scenes. Some of the scenes are actually in the show. And I was just like, yeah, this this is it. Because he's so, Archie has this real like gentle vulnerability, but also this sort of hard exterior that was just so important to to the relationship you know and it was really nice because I think the way that we both worked together we were both very you know aware of what we were both doing and making sure that you know this this relationship felt authentic because you, you know sometimes when you think oh these two are lifelong friends and they know each other really well they love each other you might play up that but I think Archie is a very like subtle understated sort of actor and you can feel like I think a lot there's so much feeling with him and you can really feel what he's trying to say, even if he's not saying it. And um, I just found that it was just so, so easy to work with Archie and we had a really good time. I love their relationship. I think that it's a really healthy one. I think we don't really see as many friendships on screen especially mm-hmm. like male female friendships and while yes of course there's like the romance you know the romantic undertones as well first and foremost they love each other as friends as like they are each other's home and I think it's just a really beautiful relationship and they don't have to try anything with each other especially towards the end when they've gone through a lot you know they're just there being with each other and enjoying it and I think that's it's it's really nice. It's a quiet sort of love that I I think we yeah we don't see it enough and yeah I, I just I, I just really love those two um, and I think it's such a beautiful moment when they meet back up. Oh, and um, it's so, a really nice scene to film. Yeah, yeah, it's so great. And you're so right. The chemistry is just explosive, and you never know what that it is, but you definitely have the two of you have that it factor. Where yeah, a, they sort of I think. Mal says it in one episode. He says uh, the line was something like, we we match. Oh, no, Alina says we match. And then he says, yeah, we do. And I think that really does, that's really apt for these two because mm-hmm. myself and Archie in some ways could almost look fairly similar. And we're kind of fairly similar in some ways as well. And I think those two characters being, you know, sort of 
paired together like that and matching and having the matching scars and everything it's just it is just really lovely <laughs> I think I'm just so glad that they cast Archie he's just so wonderful so you go from it this the, what's also really you know the show has a wide net of actors some you've never seen before certainly I haven't right as an American and then you have Zoe Wanamaker I just gasped when I saw that when she <laughs> came on later you know towards you know towards um later on in the in the show and I like what is that like to work with like someone that is just like the legend of the stage and screen and has just been working for I don't know how many decades and always <laughs> at the top of her game it's such a fun character too so much fun I mean Zoe working with Zoe was one of my favorite things she is so much like fun she's just genuinely so much fun and yeah it's weird I guess you know, when you sort of meet people, I think that I think your idea before of who they are or who how you might interact with them is always very different from how it is. You know, Zoe is just you know she she walks into the room and she's just Zoe and she's just a person and she's hilarious and she's naughty and she's cheeky and stuff and you just sort of immediately just like oh this is this is just Zoe you know and we're gonna work together it's gonna be really fun and and she was just. <laughs> she just made me laugh so much on set all the time and she was always she was always had like a little joke or a little trick or something for me um yeah it was a real treat working with Zoe she you know I feel like I learned a lot she's got such presence I mean as a person she walks into a room and you just know she's there and I think that's just so cool I think she's really really cool you guys had some great scenes when she's swatting you know like I love that stuff is so oh yeah uh, like <laughs> life goal getting whipped by Zoe Wanamaker repeatedly check it's <laughs> <laughs> so good so happy uh and Ben Barnes great that that's a great uh obviously he he's the I guess the other lead in this where you have a, a lot of of scenes with uh in the little palace I mean that's the fun H how was it to just you know what did you learn about yourself being the lead in a show like this with all of the I mean the scope of the show is huge this isn't an independent movie where you're on apple boxes and you're going to do I mean this is <laughs> costumes and sets and elaborate layers and details and casts of thousands yeah <laughs> <laughs> and wardrobe um... changes and no wardrobe changes for a long time and I love the word um Czar punk because it is you know the the author Lee uh, Barduga talked about how it was inspired by you know Russia in the 1800s and that look and the costumes and obviously the the names have a very Russian sounding you know feeling to them and all of that but um, for you as just as Jesse what was that like it's really bizarre because I mean it was it was it was just the best experience I couldn't have been luckier in so many ways because you know not only was it just an amazing production with so much like so much passion went into it from everyone you can just feel it from everyone like props art department costume all the directors every everyone was just so happy to be there and and the cast couldn't have been more perfect in my opinion I think we were so lucky. Everyone got on really, really well. Super supportive. I think the fact that you mentioned earlier about how some people like 
you know, so some people are fairly well known, but some some people just aren't at all. And I think most of us are fairly new to the industry. And I think because of that, we were all in this really nice place where we were all excited to be there and really wanted to work hard and be there for each other. So it just felt I don't even it's really bizarre. I was thinking about it the other day. I don't really ever remember feeling nervous, which is kind of strange because you think you think that I would have been really nervous. I think probably on our first day doing camera tests, I might have felt a little bit nervous, but it was just so everyone made me feel really comfortable. Um, you know, I was just able to like just do what I love doing um, and feel really supported. And, you know, the world is just the it wasn't even difficult to act in these scenes because it's everything is just there. There are things to actually look at. You know, obviously there's quite a lot of green screen and things like that, but some of the sets were so sumptuous you know there was just stuff everywhere and even in some of the you know the army tents you see in the um first and last episodes you know they are filled with stuff and people and extras in their bunks and and things like that and you can walk past and look into them and you are just so immersed in this world that it, it just felt it just felt really fun you know it felt like I was like had just been plopped into this you know world to play in for a bit um with all these like amazing lovely people so yeah it, 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 I think it's become more daunting since since like filming I think it's kind of hit me recently <laughs> that like the scale of this show um because I never really got wrapped up in that before and now suddenly I'm like oh oh, loads of people are actually going to watch this. <laughs> I forgot about that. So it's more coming to terms with it now than it was during the filming. Well, I want to take you a little bit back to the beginning of things. And it sounds so silly to say that as someone so young and, and you're starting your career. But what was it that, what was that first thing that made you want to pursue a career in, in acting? What what kind of was the trigger for you? Because you didn't come up in a traditional way of going to RADA or university and being in plays and going to theater school. It's it's unique. Yeah. You came up on your own. So I'm just kind of curious to for you to tell me about that a little bit. Yes. I mean, I always, I always loved, you know, playing essentially, you know, that because that's what to me acting is. It's like play acting, right? And um you know, my me and my little friends, my brother and my cousins and stuff, we were always acting things out and putting on shows. And, you know, it was always something I loved doing, but I'd never really considered that I would actually do it. And, you know, so throughout school and college, it was, again, yeah, like a hobby, but I never thought, oh, I'll go to drama school or anything like that. So I ended up going to university to study languages and was going to go down a very different route. You know, I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'll do some like, I'm just, I love linguistics, I love languages, and I'll go into that. But I ended up leaving university in my second year and then going, okay, what am I going to do now? <laughs> well, I'm not, not on that path anymore. Um, and I just thought, you know what, I'm going to get a job doing various different things and just try and do things that I enjoy um, because I found university quite difficult. And I started going to little courses and, you know, the occasional like class for acting and just met people and, and made friends and started to be like immersed in this kind of up and coming world of, of, you know, budding actors in London. And, um, you know, I think meeting all these people inspired me and I thought, okay, well, they're, they're pursuing this. Maybe, maybe I can do that as well. Um, so then I started going to loads of open auditions and things like that. Anything that I was applicable for, I would just go, yeah, can I, can I come please? Um, and honestly, just because I mean, I auditioned for drama school as well. By this point, I thought, okay, I'm gonna maybe I'll do a three year course, and and I didn't get in anywhere. I didn't even get a recall audition. And I thought, 
clearly I'm not good enough. This is just a hobby. But then essentially I, I went to an open call or I went to an, an audition for a TV show and it was one of those rare ones that was calling for a half Chinese, half English actress. Mm. So that rarely happened at, at this point. And I ended up not getting the role. I went to a much more famous actor, but um, the director was so nice. He was just, he was just such like a nice chill guy. Um, and he said, I'd really like to help you out because essentially you have no credits. You have nothing to show for yourself. But I really, I really liked what you did in these auditions. So essentially he ended up, in, he said he was going to introduce me to a friend of his who was an agent and just, you know, get some advice and all that kind of thing. So I went along to this meeting, just completely <laughs> just relaxed, just hoping, you know, they'd give me some advice on somewhere to get headshots or something. And by the end of this sort of 30 minute chat, they said, oh, um, we'd love to take you on for six months. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Um, and they said, you know, uh, the director, he'd come in and said, you know, lovely things about you and said that we should maybe have a meeting and get to know you and stuff. And so that was it, really. I got my agent and I'm just so lucky because, you know, there are far more talented people than me that haven't got that luck or haven't been in the right place at the right time. Um, and I owe so much to to this director call and to my agents for sort of taking a chance on me because otherwise I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of the, a lot of my sort of interest in acting actually came from when, when things were hard in my life, you know, we all do it. We all act, we all go into class and, you know, crack jokes and talk to our friends and things. And the more and more people didn't think anything was up with me or that I was actually deeply not very happy. I was like, do you know what? Maybe this is it. Like, this is something I can actually do. And it seems like a really weird reason to sort of get into acting. But I just felt like, I think we all have this innate ability to act and it's just being able to tap into it um, that I sort of just wanted to explore. So yeah, it, it is kind of like a slightly weird <laughs> journey that's brought me here, but it, but it's all all worked out really well. And I'm, mm. I'm so, so blessed, really. What, is, what does your family think about you being on a Netflix series, Netflix <laughs> show of this, well, of my, this scale? <laughs> my, it's so funny. So my parents are very, very different people. <laughs> you know, um, my, my dad is so excited. Like he is very excited. He's very much like he's on, he's within the fandom. He's always, you know, looking at tweets about the show and sending them to me. <laughs> things like that and there was a good good point where he was tweeting about the show a lot and I had to have had to have words (laughs) about about maybe don't post old pictures of me from when I'm 12 and stuff maybe don't do that um but he's very excited he can't he cannot wait for it and my mum is a very different person she's super she's super cool and she's super private and you know, she said to me that she's mentioned it to a few people, but not really. She just says, oh, yeah, my, my daughter's an act. But she just, she's just like, hey, it's your life. And I don't want to put pressure on you or I don't want to boast about things that you're doing. And she's very, very the opposite of my dad, which is nice. I can go and see one and, you know, I can go to my mum and we can talk about anything else. And then we can, I can go and meet up with my dad and only talk about Shadow and Bone. So <laughs> it's, they're both super supportive, though. I'm really, really lucky. Oh, that's so great. Oh, my God. I'm so happy to meet with you and chat with you. And uh, I really wish you all the luck with it. It's it's not that you need it. I mean, it's a terrific show and you are terrific 
in it. Oh, so thank you, so much. <laughs> thank you um, for chatting with me. Lovely to meet you, Krista. Thanks so much for joining me. Shadow and Bone is streaming now on Netflix. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you've been listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Krista Smith. Join me next time for more meaningful conversations here at Present Company.